Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. We're dealing with staying connected. Staying connected to who? Staying connected to God. It's one thing to get connected. It's another thing to stay connected. Have you ever heard the phrase, or do you know what it means? Early to bed and early to rise. Have you ever heard that before? You know what that means? You probably don't have an internet connection. So there's a lot of people, (laughs) nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. But we're going to teach on being connected to God. So using this book that Paul wrote to the church. But let's begin in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. That ye might walk. And this is the outward walk. What people see. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. So let's look back. I'm going to just go back to the previous verse and I'll read it. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So being filled with the knowledge of what does God want me to do? And really all of us, We should be asking that to ourselves. Instead of another question, which is the easy one. Why? Why did this happen? Honestly, I've said that, but it doesn't help because you never find the answer, okay? But what we can do is what Paul said. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? So knowing what his will is for our life. And when I became a Christian. That became important to me. You know, God, he he wants me to read my Bible. Okay, I'll read my Bible. He wants me to go to church. How do you know? Look, you know, when God lays something on your heart, it becomes the most important thing for you to do. Why? Because you want to know, it says, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and all understanding. And then verse 10, where we started, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and begin to to bring fruit in your life. So some people get caught up in these, have you ever seen all these internet and it's uh, the the deep truths of God. Like, ooh, click, five million views. Oh, and you're like, oh, and they teach you some gobbledygook, schmoobity-boobity, and and it doesn't even make any sense. But they have the dramatic music and, you know, they have the production and the smoke and everything. Well, I remember a lady some years ago. I don't think Reverend Patterson was here. So there was another a minister, and we were standing outside the church, and this woman comes up to me. And uh, not that she was a woman that was bad, but I don't think I'd ever seen her before. And she comes up to me and says, I'm coming to you in open rebuke. And I'm like, uh, okay, because I've never seen her. And the Bible says open rebuke. It's from, uh, is it Proverbs? Open rebuke is better than secret love. You know, if you just, you know, you, you love someone, but you never help them and show them the wrong, you know, their wrongs and everything. But she didn't know that scripture. Okay, so she was coming up to a pastor and rebuking him just like that. 
And uh, even the reverend is like, uh, he's a pastor. I just, <laughs> and uh, so my problem with her was uh, I invited her son to church. That was my, I, I was getting rebuked for that. And uh, the thing that I had said was he, he had a child or whatever. We were just inviting people to church. Her son was an adult, by the way, not a child. So her son had a child. And I said, come on, man. I said, all good dads take their kids to church. That's what I said. And I was getting rebuked for that because it made him feel bad. Okay? So I don't take back what I said because I believe all good dads take their kids to church. And I was just trying to encourage him to come. But, but here's the thing. Uh, she took a verse of scripture and the deep truth that she had gained probably from someone on the internet or whatever and thought that she was going to go fix that pastor. Well... What she really needed to do was talk to her son about coming to church. That's what she really needed to do. And to show him by going herself. And I don't know if she attended. I, that was the only time. But you'll meet a lot of people that will have a, they'll be armed with the scripture or armed with something they learned. But really God wants us to walk in his will. God wants us, our life to be the main message that people see. Uh, the Bible says, in Psalm 119, in verse 1, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Those are the ones that you want to follow. It's like, man, like Spencer, when he saw a certain person at his job, he said, man, what's your deal? I mean, because he saw something more than a scripture reference or a bumper sticker on your car. He saw someone walking for God. And that's what the world needs to see is a walk for Jesus Christ. So I'm going to keep going. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. <laughs> I like this. Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. So <laughs> I didn't make... I. I read this somewhere I'm sure but it said patience is for circumstances in your life God gives us might for patience we all have circumstances right long suffering now patience is for circumstances long suffering is for the people in your life so you need patience for those things you know your car and your job and all this other stuff but then there's the people. So what do I do? Don't shoot them. It's illegal. You need long suffering. And you know, God puts both those things in there for two very different reasons. But it doesn't say for long suffering with a, was it a Missouri mule face? Like why the long face, right? But it said with joyfulness. Happiness is for happenings and happenstance. But you know what joy is? It's just joy. It doesn't matter what happens, who cuts you off, who you know, tells you that you're number one with a certain finger gesture. But those are the things that we give thanks for. What? Patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Um, there is a, uh, I, I, there's a song, and I actually looked it up. It's called Fill My Day, Fill My Way with Love. It's page 247. And really, it's Fill My... So if you can grab a hymnal, but I'm just going to read this. And, and really, this is the verse of Scripture 
that God wants us to kind of live out. It says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. Now, the production of that, of the power of Christ in your life, so that you can too can rebuke a pastor for inviting a loved one to church. No, that's not why God gives you might. Unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. That means dealing with those things that are hard to deal with. That sounds like the life that we all live. Fill my way with love. Well, I like this. Let It's like God pulled it right out of here. I don't know where this was used from. but Let me walk, blessed Lord. In the way thou hast gone, leading straight to the land above, giving cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone. Fill my way every day with love. And then it goes uh, with the refrain, but then we'll go to verse two. Keep me close to the side of my Savior and God. Let me never in darkness rove. Keep my path free from wrath and my soul satisfied. You know, if you're satisfied, you can have joy. If Jesus gives you your satisfaction, brethren, you can have joy. If you expected to get the perfect Christmas gift outside of Jesus Christ, you will not have joy. You will have anger or unsatis- or wrath. You'll have a path full of wrath, right? Like this comedian said, he got his daughter like a... One of those little iPods, so it's a pre-iPhone, right? You can have like 256 songs on there. And he said his daughter is a teenager. She was weeping when she got it. She's like, (laughs) and he thought that she was just like really happy, but she was sad, right? She wanted the one that had 4,000 songs or whatever. She was really... And her dad's like, there have only been like 40 good songs that have ever been written. So anyway, but you're going to be unhappy if there are joys in your stuff, okay? So verse 3. Soon the race will be o'er, and I'll travel no more, but abide in my home above. And I like this. Let me sing, blessed king, all the way to the shore. What are you doing? I'm going to have patience and long suffering with joyfulness. That's exactly what it does. And when we fill our way with love, the world gets to see the production of what Christ has worked on the inside of your life. And that's what we show out. You see someone show out and it's not good, right? But we show out for the good. We show out the love of Jesus Christ. Verse 12. Giving thanks. Again. We thank God for his patience. We thank God for long-suffering. We thank God for the joy that comes from Jesus Christ. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or able or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So there's two kinds of people in the world. Actually, three kinds of people in the world. People that can count and people that can't count. There's two kinds of people in the world. They're complainers and worshipers. And brethren, I've been both of them. I've been, I've traversed to both groups of people. And you know the kind of people that you're around. Uh, You know that when Daniel found out that the writing was signed, that anyone that prayed or made a petition to anyone except the king 
would be cast into the den of lions. You know, he didn't go to Judge Judy. He didn't go to Morgan and Morgan. He didn't, he didn't write a petition. He didn't get on, you know, write on the wall, you know, some scathing rebuke. You know what he did? He went and he opened up his uh, windows towards Jerusalem and he began to do what? Pray. He was a worshiper, not a complainer. And you know, sometimes if we could, we could worship all of our troubles away. And really, because we get hooked up and connected to Jesus Christ, he gives us just this peace that passes all understanding that the world can't give you anyway, even if everything's going right. God can give us joy and our connection is established through worshiping him. Enter into his gates with what? Complaining. No, thanksgiving. And into his courts with what? Praise. So, I've got, I think uh, it was uh, the Marine named Chesty Polar. So this is in uh, the Korean, the, the war with Korea. Uh, he was in Korean War too, but he said, so the Chinese are to our east. They're to our west. They're to our north. They're to our south. That simplifies things. They won't get away from us this time. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, it's just the perspective and how you look at things. Like, well, God, everything crazy is going on in my life. Well, I guess I'm just going to get to trust Jesus more. I've told my wife many times in the past month, <laughs> we must need this. <laughs> Say what? All of it. I mean, the stuff that's going on and you've got stuff going on, but... To change the perspective and say, God, I must need it. I might as well enjoy Christ through it. And that's exactly what being connected to God can give us. This joy in the journey. And we can fill our day with love no matter what's going on in our circumstances. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And this is what God's power has done. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his Dear son. Now darkness has power. Say, preacher, prove it. He delivered us from the what? Power of darkness. Satan has power. The Bible says that he acts like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so a lion is someone, they, they call the lion the king of the jungle. So if the lion's coming your way, you'll notice, right? The devil has power. The devil destroys people. But the Bible said that Christ delivered us from the power of the devil. It's like you're inside and you know your bullies are outside and you can go like, eh, 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 because you're inside and the door's locked. They can throw snowballs at the window, but they can't get you. So the power, you've been delivered from the power of the devil and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now that word translated means to, like you got deported. That's a good thing if you're deported from the kingdom of darkness, right? And put into another country. The Bible says in verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And really, you can't read the Bible very often, very long before you see some reference to blood. Because it goes back to the sacrifice that bought our freedom. And you know, it's something that we sing about. Reverend Patterson will sometimes lead songs and it'll be blood songs. And say, Preacher, why? It's so important to remember that our deliverance from sin cost Jesus his blood. 
It's important. Say, well, preacher, I just want to lie a little bit or do this, but wait, it costs Jesus his blood. And when Jesus' blood was shed, that sin was to be redeemed by the blood. And so when you remember how serious it is, it's not just for salvation. Sometimes it's uh, something that we need to remember how serious the payment was for sin. I didn't pay for sin, but Jesus' blood did. And God, I'm thankful. Let me honor your sacrifice with a new life. To stay connected. Um, the Bible says that we were redeemed and that the Bible says redeemed meaning forgiven. And I, I don't like being in debt. You know, if I owe someone some money, I might drive down and give it to them. I just don't like being in debt. And uh, there's something about if you have a, a few dollars in your pocket, I think my wife, she told me, I, I thought I had some money in my pocket recently. And my wife's like, hey, that $20 that I asked you to hold? I said, no, 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 you took that back. And my sister held it. She goes, no, I gave it back to you. And I'm like, oh, no. Took that $20 out. Of, I thought it was mine, right? Had to give it away. And I was like, not happy about that. I'm like, next time, don't give me money. She's like, well, this and that. You know, you ever get a little disagreement like that. Well, why? Because I had money. But it wasn't my money, right? Like some people get a paycheck and really they just change the names to protect the innocent and they send it off to all their bills. But it's not really your money, is it? It's other people's money. But you know what? When you don't owe anybody and you have 20 bucks in your pocket that doesn't belong to your wife, then you have 20 bucks in your pocket. It feels pretty good. Sometimes I just like to have it there and not spend it. It's like, mm, I'm going to go home. And, you know, we thought about going to get Starbucks and it's like, let's just go home. It's free. And we go home and make coffee and it feels good. Amen. It feels good to be free. The Bible said the rich ruleth over the poor. It's in Proverbs. And the borrower, if you borrow money, say, well, that's my car. Nope. Not if they have a lien against it. Well, it's more my car. Okay, quit paying and see how that works. If you owe $1, you legally, what they'll do is they'll take your car, they'll sell it, pay off what you owe, and then we're going to sell it, sell it wholesale, and then they'll bill you for the difference. Okay, that's what'll happen. And they'll do it in the middle of the night. I know because my friend leased a car in the Marines and he didn't pay on it, and they got it in the middle of the night, and he came out in his underwear with an SKS, which is a rifle, and uh, he didn't catch the guy. He was good, you know, the, the repo guy. But... The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. That's why I don't like to owe anybody. I like my money to be my money. Why? Because I like being free. And I'm not knocking someone if you're in debt. I know that we have, there's debts that you can't foresee. There's medical debt and different things. But I'm just saying that I like freedom. I like freedom to be in control of my money. And brethren, if you're not there, man, get there. Because the Bible says that if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, if he makes you free on the inside in your heart from sin, it said you shall be free indeed. We'll want to get free on the outside because it feels, feels free, not to, good not to owe anybody for, you know, you've been forgiven of your sins, you're no debt in sin spiritually, and it also feels good not to be in debt materially. It's like, it feels pretty good. Amen. So, so it's not a financial class. No, it's not a financial class. It's a spiritual class. But verse 15, Christ is the creator who is the image. The, the Colossians had to find out who Jesus was. And there was some wrong teaching going on. So Paul had to get the right teaching of who Jesus is. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn, meaning 
top rank of every creature because Jesus has always existed. Verse 16, for by him were all things created. Jesus created everything that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. You know, some people, they'll say, if God's real, have you ever heard this? How come there's so much evil in the world? And they think that that's some argument for atheism. You know, that's absolutely not true. That's an argument for the existence of God. And let me tell you why. So they'll say, if, if there's a God, how come there's so, and they'll be dramatic, right? How come there's so much evil in the world? And so what they're saying is, the world is not the way it is supposed to be. Huh. So you mean there's a way that the world is supposed to be? Hmm. Now, if there's no God, there's no way that anything is supposed to be. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. Everyone has the same opinion. There's no right and there's no wrong. So really, if someone says the world isn't the way it's supposed to be, that's not an argument for atheism. That's an argument for the existence of God. Evil proves that there is a God. Otherwise, it's not evil. It's just someone else's opinion. But I'm thankful that there, not that there's evil, but that there's a God that can deliver from evil. And that's what we preach about. And it's not a message that's ever going to get old. Dun, 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 dun. I got to keep going. And he is before all things. And again, Jesus, the Bible said, in the beginning was God. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. And he is before all things. He's outside of time. If you created time and space, you're outside of that. You're the creator. Jesus isn't affected by time and space. He's not affected by the universe. And the Bible says, and by him... All things consist. So these people are going through this atomic lab and they saw all of these particles and different things. Um, they studied these models of molecules and they found out, and this is interesting, most matter is made up of what? Empty space. Did you know that? Even the matter of this wall, most of it's empty space. It looks solid, but if you, if you just really... Uh, were able to magnify you'd see that there's a bunch of atoms moving around but there's a lot of empty space in there and so one visitor said if this is the way matter works who holds it all together you know the guide didn't have an answer there's a little kid song he's got the whole world in his hands jesus holds us all together you know that's comforting when things don't seem to go right when things are going crazy like remember brother velez when we had someone kind of wanted to do harm seemingly to the church building and brother velez like do you want me to come back and you know watch the church you know what i would like someone like brother velez to be able to watch the church that's good i mean <laughs> but but i said i said brother god's got his church you know what i can't watch this church 24 hours a day but he doesn't sleep he doesn't slumber and God keeps 
everything together. And you know what? God does a good job. God does a good job at his job. Verse 18. Now this is an awesome verse. And he is the head of the body, the church. We talked about how his legs were not broken on the cross. And it's because the church is an unbroken church. It's been beaten, battered, whipped, bloodied. But just like Jesus on the cross, it's unbroken. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Listen, that in all things he might have the preeminence. When you're a Christian and you're connected to God, there is a question I'd like to ask you, and and myself too. Who gets the glory in your story? You know, when we're talking about ourselves or to other people, do we get the glory? Does our football team get the glory? Does our political party get the glory? Or does Jesus get the glory? It's It's God's will that in all things, who? He might get the preeminence. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my daughter. They're wonderful. Uh, But I want Jesus to get the glory. And you know what? God will get the preeminence. If I love my wife and love my daughter, people will see that love that we have one to another. In fact, um, I was having a disagreement right before I came. You've never had this, so I'm going to tell you if it ever happens to you. Could, maybe. So I had a disagreement, and it just, you know spun up for nothing it was really nothing it was over nothing okay verbal disagreement not physical okay but and my daughter quietly just went up to her room and played and i'm like you know what that's not right because kids don't like that when their parents argue okay so i went up i got my daughter got her by her hand i brought her down the stairs i went into the kitchen and say who is right and who is wrong it doesn't matter you're wrong to argue in front of your kids. You're both wrong. It doesn't matter who's right. So I got my daughter. I took her downstairs. I said, come on, honey. And uh, this is what a real man does, okay? So I went down, and my wife was in the kitchen, and she was trying to ignore me and facing away from me. None of you, again, know anything about this, so I'm trying to help you understand this, okay? And uh, so I went into the kitchen. I got on my knees. And now this wasn't three hours later. This was two minutes later. We don't stay mad at each other in my house. We just don't. And so I got on my knees and, uh, and I said, you know, Emma, I'm sorry. You know, I apologize to Emma. I said, that's not how a daddy talks to a mommy. That's just not how. And, I, and then I said, honey, will you forgive me? And I'm like down on my knees. And she put her hand out and said, put me back together. And that's kind of like I had to glue her hand back together. And guess what? We got up, gave her a kiss or whatever. It was fine. Why? Is, does that relate to that verse? It absolutely does. That it, Christ would have the preeminence. What is Christ? He came to forgive us, right? We should live a forgiven life. My house should be a place not where you hear door slamming and everyone's in their own place. It should be a place of fellowship and love and talking and forgiveness. And so... That's just an illustration of how the pastor does it. If you lost respect for me, but that's how I do it in my house. I'm not saying that we're perfect, but we don't stay mad. And you know what? It's really the man's job to take the first step. And so I wanted my daughter to see it because I want my daughter to see this is what a man does. If he's man enough to say it, be man enough to put some salt on it and eat your words, okay? Be man enough. So, and I'm not saying that, look, uh, you know, God knows. It was in the wrong spirit. So we apologize for the spirit, not for the content, but for the spirit. 
And uh, my daughter saw it. And uh, that's the most important thing, that he gets the preeminence for two minutes. For it pleased the Father that in him, in Christ, should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him, by Christ, to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And he said, in you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. You know, the Bible talks about the unrighteous man forsaking his thoughts. Not just pressing pause, but you're like, you know what, that thought pattern. Have you ever had a thought pattern? You're like, nope, I don't need that thought pattern. But that's the real changing. It's a real repentance. Like, no, God, I'm going to make sure that I have good things, not enemies in my mind, but a friend of Jesus in my mind. Attitude and action. Dun, 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 dun. In the body of his flesh through death, again the cross, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. And that's really who we serve. We serve in the sight of Jesus Christ. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, I like that. It doesn't mean just get saved, but you've got to continue in the faith, grounded and settled. We have to have a foundation, and then we have to be built up on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, where I, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. I like this, and I'm almost done. Who, re, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Now, he didn't like suffering, but he knew he had a purpose. He was going through things so that the gospel could be preached. And if you know your why, you can go through anything. If you're suffering because you're paying for your kid's, you know, uh, tonsil, uh, you know, uh, tonsillectomy. You can do that. Why? Because you love your child. You can go through anything. And the Bible says that Paul was rejoicing and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even ministers have to do something to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid from the ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Here's the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, that connection that we have to God in our hearts, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And the last verse, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working. And it says here, which worketh in me mightily. You know that God works in us, but it doesn't mean we don't work. We work with the power that is in Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful that God makes all things possible through him. To walk for him, to be a witness for him. And brethren, I'd like to leave you with that, that question. Who gets the glory in our story? That Jesus Christ would get glory. And I believe that all of us have power in our life as we're connected to God to do something. It might make, not make us feel good, but to give Jesus Christ glory. It might hurt our pride, but you know what? Sometimes that's okay for our pride to get hurt. Well, it's okay for our pride to get hurt all the time. 
It sure doesn't feel good. It never feels good. But it feels good to give Jesus preeminence. And it really shows his love to everyone that's watching. Amen. God bless you is our prayer. This is the last Bible study for the year. Let's stay connected to God. People need it. Right after the Christmas season, there is an extremely big uh, episode of depression that people have. They're really let down. And and that's not a joke. It's really true. So people really need to see that light of Jesus Christ. And they didn't get what they wanted. There's credit card bills coming in. But they need to see where the real joy is. And you know what? That's the walk with Jesus. And page 247, that's a good song. You take a picture of it wherever. Carry that song in your heart tomorrow. It's a real blessing. Spreading cheer everywhere. To the sad and the lone, fill my way every day with love. Let us pray.